0: What is up, Internets? Welcome to Self-Defense From All Angles, the podcast where we try to break the echo chamber around self-defense and self-protection. I'm your host, Randy King, speaker on all things proactive skills and owner and operator of 80-20 Conflict Management Strategies. This week on the show, we have Benjamin Kennedy, way more famously known as Instructor Ben Say from TikTok, where he has 1.2 million followers. Benjamin is just a great guy. He is definitely part of the next generation of self-defense, and I'm very happy to uh, be friends with him. In fact, myself and my daughter are going to be going down there, as we mentioned in the show, to do a seminar at his gym, Team Torque Martial Arts. In this episode, we talk about the forgotten factors of self-defense and what Benjamin believes some people need to remember when they're looking at their training. We talk about how simple isn't easy and kind of how this is a problem in the industry because people keep assuming that just because something is simple means it's going to be easy to do, and he talks about his philosophy on that. Also, we discuss the benefits of a grappling-based self-defense system over a striking-based system. And then we kind of walk out some of the terms because both of us are huge martial nerds. And then, of course, we can't have a guy with 1.1 million people on TikTok without talking about his TikTok following. And he shares a couple of tips on content creation, but also we go into the interesting data he's gotten from a sample size of 1 million people. And lastly, Benjamin shares a very personal story about a time that he was involved in a mass shooting. Of course, that's only on Patreon in the 1UP story, but I've heard Benjamin tell the story multiple times, and I think it's one that everybody needs to hear because mass shootings are becoming more and more common and this is a firsthand experience on it definitely worth the five to seven bucks you're paying on patreon don't forget to jump over there patreon.com slash randy king live and don't forget if you're looking for a speaker to talk on proactive self-protection skills or someone to come into your workplace and help train your staff on the realities of workplace violence don't forget to get a hold of us at 8020cms.com now let's get on to the show All right. Today on the show, we have my friend, Benjamin Kennedy, more famously known as instructor Ben on TikTok. Benjamin, super happy to have you on the show. Very excited. I love chatting with you. I think you're definitely, I used to be the, you, I used to be the up and coming young guy that was like shaking up the world. And now I'm like maybe a tremor here and there, but I'm kind of the established old guard. And I really think the stuff you're bringing up and the people you can access are so amazing. And I've been very lucky to be friends with you before all of your fame hit, which was awesome. I don't know if I get access to you now, if I did, but well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Benjamin, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? My name is uh, Ben Kennedy. We have a school
1: called Team Tork in Wilmington, Ohio, where we teach martial arts work. It is also part of a larger company called KCNT, Kennedy Consulting and Training, where we teach uh, self defense work as well. I've been doing martial arts since I can remember, about four, and then self defense work came along a little bit later. Uh, maybe doing that for the past 10 years or so. I started out making some TikTok content at the beginning of the panini. And I realized that it was something that I might want to do for a while. Turned out really cool, unexpectedly so. And I've just sort of been riding that wave.
0: That's awesome. I love how you say riding that wave, not working your butt off daily create content. But either way, I guess it's probably the same. <laughs> you know, tomato, potato. <laughs> So, as always, the first question we ask on this show is, what is your definition of self-defense? You can tell I'm a martial
1: artist because it's going to be this long, convoluted story. So... <laughs> At the end of the day, for me, keeping it simple, self defense should have legal bits in it, right? Um, self defense is a legal term, therefore, it should have the legal parts to it. This is the everyday thing that the random Joe Schmo needs in order to help keep themselves safe when they maybe don't have access to their force multipliers that they normally would or um, anything around them. This is the being ready for any situation at any time, being able to take care of yourself. For me, the martial arts side of things is, is very much for the scholars. These are for the people that want to take that extra step further, that want to learn more than you would get out of a self-defense class. And it's a lot more about personal growth than anything else.
0: That's awesome. It's a great answer. And one of the things I'm known to say is if you do self-defense long enough eventually the questions become martial arts questions right so oh absolutely right like there's these 90 percent we talk about in self-defense and these quick courses but eventually once those questions are answered you're gonna have to answer like what if they are trained what if there is more what like these other things are gonna pop up so love that definition benjamin what do you wish more people knew about self-defense do
1: i have to pick one
0: no um <laughs> you do not
1: what do i wish more people knew about self-defense I wish more people understood that while self-defense can be very intricate, some of the best self-defense I've seen is fairly simple. Let me go into that a little bit more because that's a fun thing to pull on. For me, I've seen a lot of martial arts and self-defense mix it for people in terms of their terminology and what they right. think and how they go about it. And I remember thinking that that was right. I remember being in that spot. While I do not agree with it now, while I do not think they're the same thing now, I, I can completely understand the standpoint. But when I watch those courses, when I was doing a self-defense taught by martial artists, one of the things I saw was a lot of work that was overly complicated and complex, when in actuality, you will not have that. That kind of time, Um, they would end up taking the scholarly approach, if you will, to the martial arts work. The other thing that I really wish people knew about self-defense work is that, not to sound too hokey, but it is literally for everyone. It doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter your background. Taking some self-defense courses is almost always a good idea, and I say almost always just because I can't think of any times where it's not. But I haven't run into them yet, so I want to give myself, my future self, that buffer. One more thing that I wish people knew about self-defense is that while we talked about it being simple, uh, it is not easy. It takes time, it takes dedication, it takes work, it takes reps, and that's okay. If you are willing to put the time into it, it will reward you, just like martial arts will, but it may reward you in different ways.
0: I agree. So I wanna really walk out two of those points. So number one, self-defense for everyone. Number two, simple doesn't mean easy. And I think those are two very, very important things people don't understand, because if you look at... Boxing. Boxing would be Mm. arguably the easiest art to learn because it has the smallest amount of skills technically, yet Mm -hmm. people do it for 20 years with no complaints because they're always working these skills to perfection. That doesn't seem to be a luxury afforded to self-defense training. People think it's kind of one and done. They, they check the box they've done that course. And then, you know, I'll recertify like first day when I need to, because obviously the the eventuality of you running into an actual self-defense situation is statistically low, depending on where you live. If you're in a first world nation and relatively safe area, like middle-class socioeconomic, you're probably not going to get into a lot of trouble if you're not in a violent organization, et cetera. But right. can we walk out what you mean by like simple isn't easy? Because boxing would arguably be simple, but boxing is not easy. How does that parallel to self-defense? So that's a beautiful
1: question. Uh, Thank you for keying in on that and asking. When we talk about the simplicity that comes with self-defense, things should be technically easy to do. It's very few motions, very few things to work on. And we're looking at a decision stick, not a decision tree. Um, We want things to be quick and to the point so you can get things done in a timely manner. Because at the end of the day, when we're talking about self-defense work, it could be You've got a couple seconds before you are a statistic put on a t-shirt. So you don't need long drawn out work. You're not looking to, okay, so stand here. We do this, then we do this. It's not choreographed. But when we are looking at that simple versus easy, the it becomes difficult uh, when you start looking at what goes into it. Right? Mm -hmm. When we go past the point of, all right, we're just going to throw a palm strike at someone's face. Faces are great targets. If someone's trying to attack you, they don't like getting hit in the face, they're going to pull back. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to hurt someone? They may be willing to hurt you, but it may also be someone you care about. You have to de- you have to deal with the, the aftermath. You have to deal with the mental side of things. And then there are still the reps that go in because when you're working on this stuff, if we just sit and work on it in a vacuum, in a well-lit, uh, evenly floored place, that's really good. That's still important. That is good. Do those reps. But also remember, at the end of the day, it won't be like that, as people love to say, for real right? So uh, at the end of the day, you have to keep in mind that these things get significantly more difficult when you start putting them into the context that they're actually designed for. And in order to navigate that space, while you are doing things that are simple, in order to navigate that space, you have to make things harder. You have to work on doing these sort of uh, role-playing drills. You have to work on working through your own personal things in order to be able to do what you need to do, right? Things like, why am I trying to make it home? My reason to be my reason to make it home my reason to fight and that stuff is not easy and for me when we talk about the simple stuff that's the sort of physical hands-on stuff but at the end of the day it gets difficult when we start looking at all the things that go into it especially internally
0: right and if you if you break it down because i have a pet peeve with martial artists making martial arts super special and they're just a physical endeavor that people enjoy sorry to piss off all the martial nerds out there but it's not it's, it's i'm not upset you're playing football by yourself. You are, you are arguably a martial nerd. So thank you. So <laughs> when we're looking at this stuff, I think that what people don't understand with the simple versus easy is you have to be able to do the simple things in a variety of situations, right? So that palm strike has to work from standing, from kneeling, from against the wall, from on the ground, from, you know, in your car. A great example was I did this on my TikTok channel, my much less successful TikTok channel where, I uh, mean, my daughter chat uh, at defense talks with dad. I did a video of work Tyson, you know, started punching that guy on JetBlue and Everybody's like, oh, weird. Mike Tyson didn't do a lot of damage. Maybe he's lost. I'm like, no, Mike Tyson doesn't know how to throw a punch from a knelt position over something because yep. he needs his feet rooted in the ground. Don't take a punch from Tyson in any angle. It's still going to no, suck. I'm, I'm good. In that case, right, he only knows him from being rooted on the ground, from drawing energy from planet into his fists. And this is the self-defense problem is that, do you want a million different techniques that you have to practice in a million different situations? We want a couple of techniques that you have to practice in a million situations, right?
1: Hilariously so- enough, I would say that that's where we go back to boxing in terms of being one of those martial arts that's pretty
0: decent for
1: self-defense work if you change just a few oh, yeah. things. Because it's very, very simple things that can work in a lot of situations as long as you train for those situations. And you have to change just a little bit, take that fist, make it a palm when you're hitting somebody in the face, right? Again,
0: more martial nerds getting mad. Oh, but God. our after, little video chain on oh, palm strikes versus, that that blew up, which was great uh-huh. for numbers, but oh my goodness, the people get real mad. Including me. People have a lot of opinions. I didn't do great either, but. (laughs) You know what?
1: It's always nice to talk with some people in the comments and remind yourself you're human because they say something
0: dumb and you disagree. (laughs) TikTok, I think TikTok is the least bubble of social media. Like I've reached Mm -hmm. more new people on TikTok than I've reached in years on Instagram because I'm in a bubble on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about, but let's, let's go to boxing for the simple stuff. Cause uh, if you pay attention to the show episodes, we have a couple of boxers on here and I like to box. And this also kind of ties back to the other thing I wanted to walk out from your conversation, mm-hmm. which was, it has to be for everybody. So when we're looking at boxing as simple, you were, you're kind of on a thought that I might've stole it from you. And I don't know if you remember what it was. Take it.
1: Go run with it.
0: Right. No, it's not my, it's not my interview. People hear me talk all the time. I think with that, with the simplicity, going back to boxing, like you were saying, right? Why is boxing such a good art for self-defense to kind of start with? You were saying there's some adjustments you have to make, but what else? Mm -hmm. There are only oh so many ways to hit people hard. Yeah. Right.
1: At the end of the day, body mechanics are body mechanics are body mechanics. And learning how your body works is huge. And I think that when it comes to things like boxing, especially if you go into somewhere where they, they really take it seriously and you take that step into the ring and you really want to start taking it seriously, you are getting reps on reps on reps on reps on reps from different angles with different people at different heights. You're playing a bunch of different games and that helps you to sort of walk out this feeling for yourself and then for changing variables in terms of height, reach, stuff like that, because someone who's got longer arms than you, you have to play a very different game. If someone's got short limbs and they're really small, it is very easy to take that person and go, oh, okay, cool. I've got longer limbs than them and then get caught out of nowhere because they're much better at changing levels or they have another skill that you haven't figured out yet. And those sort of controlled environment, variable changes are really good for getting people's feet wet and getting them to start to realize the intricacies that go into these sort of um, physical altercations.
0: I agree. I I have, I had before fire and rage issues as a teenager i have a bunch of trophies and medals that are indicative of the fact that my reach is about an inch and a half longer than you think it is so yeah so i'll be yeah. like over here and then i'll mr fantastic somebody be like what is happening well, right you and then some really cool there. skills to develop let's go back to the other thing i wanted to walk out from your your intro which is it has to be accessible by everybody and this is one mm-hmm. of the reasons i like hand dominant arts um why i like hand dominant arts is your hands are pretty mobile and functional almost all the way to the end of your life you have the articulation range of motion obviously decreases, but nowhere near as much as your knees, ankles, and hips do. Other reason why I think it's super beneficial is I live in a place where there's ice on the ground a lot of the time. So yep. going up on one leg, other things are going to are gonna change those dynamics. So with the simplicity, but with the accessibility, how do you keep what you teach accessible to everybody? Because we talk about this a lot on almost every episode, which is why, why it's important because it always pops up, is the people that need self-defense trained the most are often not the ones that sign up for martial arts classes. Very much so. Um,
1: So when it comes to keeping things accessible for everyone, and you hit on something really cool there saying that most of the people that need self-defense work aren't the ones that join into martial arts classes. I find that a lot of moving over so we can move forward, one step back, two steps forward. I find that a lot of martial arts and martial artists get caught in thinking about their body and their body alone and how their body works or how they were taught. And what that can lead to is a really, even unintentionally so, toxic environment for people who. Don't function like that, right? I am six foot tall, 200 plus pounds, fairly fit. Not everybody looks like me. And when it comes to the martial arts work, we sort of train people based on how we were taught. And that kind of goes based on how their bodies worked. But when we come to something like self-defense work, it should be something that is malleable and that simplicity allows you to teach different body types the same skills, but they will all work best for that particular person because they're all going to be doing it just a little bit differently. And that's okay. When you allow for that sort of flexibility and that simplicity um, without adhering to some sort of rigid curriculum or tradition, then you allow people to get really, really proficient at using their bodies and their bodies, not just a body, their body. Uh, And I think that's extremely important.
0: Gear more towards striking or grappling styles for self-defense.
1: When it comes to self-defense work, so the cop-out answer is it depends on who we're teaching. But I would say at the end of the day, we move a little bit more toward grappling for the only reason that if you get assaulted and you're doing everything else right, you may still got caught off guard and they're going to be way closer to you than you think. And they may come after you really, really fast Mm -hmm. and they may close that gap. So you can't afford to do the long range striking work and having hands-on is extremely important for guiding bodies, being able to figure out where they move, stuff like that, to sort of sensitivity drills that come with being up close and personal because at the end of the day you may not get a choice about how close they are And if your striking range is a comfy medium bouncing back and forth or even just a little bit closer than normal that's fine but if your grappling range is your comfy range then there will not
0: be a too close Mm -hmm. there may be too far but there will not be a too close Interesting. It's a very good point of view. I like that. So when you are, cause I know you work with lots of people, you guys are, you guys are been there full-time. This is your, this is your job, right? Like Best. your coach is your job and you do TikTok. That's your job. You are immersed in this at a level that I am, which is my, this is, this is all I do. So yep. w- when you're working with people, do you feel that people tend to take to grappling a little easier than striking or is it totally Person dependent.
1: I have to uh, caveat, right? Where we live, where we live and the people we work with. I find that people take to the grappling a lot quicker than they take to the striking for the simple fact of, especially when we're working with a lot of the women in this area and this sort of climate here in the way that most people think in this area, um, (laughs) we end up with a lot of people that are not willing to strike because that feels rude. That feels painful. It's like you're actively seeking hurting them, which- They hate to break their heart, but you are. But the grappling work lends to a semblance of control. And they sort of latch onto that and they're like, oh, oh, I can control this. And we find that usually the grappling portion and these sort of hands-on staying close, while it's very uncomfortable at first, is actually a gateway for their striking to get much, much better.
0: Interesting. So you use it almost as like, you use it a little bit like inoculation training then, yes? Yeah,
1: yeah very much so. We don't want them to stay there. We don't practice going down to the ground very often, but we practice getting up off the ground quite a lot. Yeah. The grappling work is very much, you are trying to stay up and move a body, but we find that that tends to sort of open up this world of, oh, well, now that I can control this situation, maybe we start doing some things back. And it's like, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. See what happens.
0: Right. I love that thought process of get them comfortable in the most uncomfortable spot so then they can they can then work from there and once they realize they can work from there they can work from almost anywhere else so i definitely lean more towards the striking side of things when i'm teaching self-defense just because there's no way my daughter's gonna headlock or choke me out but she can kick me in the throat real hard and and shut me down Mm -hmm. there is like a predator prey type situation right the gazelle that lives is the one that kicks the line in the head super hard and then takes off right that stun and run type tactic but i also feel that if you just teach striking especially if you're teaching only on pads you kind of get the disconnect of you know meat isn't necessarily an animal you know what i mean like cause you're not doing the hunt right. even i have a bob in my training space that i teach people on and bob has a face it's a fake face but that alone to people like they they apologize to him all the time like oh i'm sorry yeah. bob i'm like you're apologizing to the thing that's literally built for what you're doing to it that's that's insane to me but there's a disconnect when you just teach Striking because then they can hit the pads, they can get a sweat, they're like, "Oh, I'm safe," but there's no reality of that in close and. I love that you differentiated ground fighting from grappling because most people don't. And so this this is an entry level podcast, ideally for people looking for training. So for the listeners, ground fighting, BJJ is not all grappling is not BJJ, but grappling is BJJ. So there is, there is standing wrestling, which is what I like to teach and what what Benjamin was talking about is the standing zone where in my opinion, if you can't deal with that range, you can't. Fight. You just can't because yeah. if you're a ground fighter, you can't put somebody in the ground, then you're not a ground fighter, right? And if you are yeah. a striker and they grab and you can't get out of that, then you're no longer a striker, so there's some things you need to learn in that. So when you say grappling, you're talking mostly about like a standing kind of clinch. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely,
0: and that sort of
1: uh, in fighting way too close to be comfortable range overall is where I would put that.
0: Right. So I think obviously you're you're a big deal on TikTok. So there's no way we're not talking about it. But <laughs> the way the way I, the way I want to talk about it is this. You've been telling me to get on TikTok for a while, and we're actually doing we're doing shockingly well. Like it's not. You guys not are doing a- really well. Oh, and it I doesn't so. shock me. Yeah, We could do, we could work harder. That's me and my daughter. have a conversation about this coming up in summer. So, because it's her channel, it's technically her channel. <laughs> so whatever she's with me in the summer. We want to do like four videos a day for all the summer just to try and get some stuff out there. I love it because like I said, it's, it's not a bubble. It's not an echo chamber. Um, and that's the point of this podcast is to kind of blow up the echo chamber of coaches talking only to coaches and podcast hosts only talking to podcast hosts. Right. So right. while we'll have that, like yourself, you're an expert in the field, We'll have people that maybe aren't as many shows or we'll have people that are not instructors at all. And they just, you know, they live in a world where they have to use violence, self-defense all the time. So what I'm enjoying about TikTok, and this is you have such a large sample size because you have over a million followers, which is amazing. Not all those people follow you because they like you. Some follow you Uh because they don't like you. Uh Uh-huh. And you, me too, I would argue that you got, you got big, not because of the martial arts training or self-defense, you got big because of your hammer work.
1: Very much so. Right. Very much so.
0: So with that, what are you seeing? Because you have a metric that we can actually look at. What is the general population of a million people's interest in self-defense? Like how well do those videos do for you? Um, When I put up self-defense
1: videos, it will strongly depend on sort of the content and the way that I make it. Transparency for transparency's sake, right? Any given day, the videos will be better or worse, right? Because, you know, human and full-on ADHD creativity, it's my outlet for making content. Some days I want to make content, some days I don't. What that translates to though is different styles of videos. And what I find when it comes to the self-defense work, now that that's out of the way, overall, I find that the self-defense videos that are didactic in nature and are about life lessons and are about how you perceive the world, sort of the situational awareness work, stuff like that. The things that aren't necessarily tangible or immediately doable on a physical level do significantly less well than the ones that are tangible or physically able to be practiced at a moment's notice. Right. When talking about sort of uh, striking to keep yourself safe, right? Talking about borrowing some stuff from some other people that your listeners probably know very well, dealing some gold movements, stuff like that, talking about how to move, how to make things happen. People engage with those really well. Engage doesn't mean they like it (laughs) and doesn't mean they're fans of it. Right. But they do engage a lot more. That being said, when it does come to the sort of situational awareness, internal didactic work I find that there are a lot more positive responses on those, which is fascinating right. because I find a lot more people that are willing to stop and listen to that are the ones that probably need it and are actively seeking it. Mm-hmm. I find that everybody has an opinion about the physical stuff because <laughs> they've all seen movies and they all know what they do in the backyard with their cousin, right? Like, ooh, that sounded, we're in oh, the US. We're way too <laughs> close to the country. Crazy. Uh, but- But the physical stuff everybody has seen and everybody knows somebody that's dealt with the physical stuff, but not many people take that introspective look. And it's very cool to see if I want a video with comments and engagement that is positive, I will make one that's about that introspective work and I'll get a lot of positive comments. I'll get a lot of people that are like, Hey, this was really helpful. And a lot of good conversation. If I want one that gets attention, but not a lot of people liking it, I'll talk about the physical stuff. And hopefully that answers that into the ground.
0: It does. And I just think like, I want to use, I want to talk to you about TikTok in a way of using it as a statistical analysis and like a look, a look at how, because you have, you have such an audience that like, I've never seen an audience. I've never interacted with somebody an audience that big. And just the amount of data you can get out of that is so important because so like there's a hard line on our channels we're not going to show physical skills because everybody else is and i mostly do it to drive like six dudes on the internet crazy it's fun for Uh me and there's one one guy just obsessed he's like you're blah 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 like you can fly down here anytime you want and we can play physical all day you feel free but i don't see need for it because that that's every other channel every other channel is showing these now we say this a lot, but I think the reason why it's easier to show physical skills is physical skills have a a very A equals B. If I punch like yes. this, I will get this result. Where the 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 proactive skills, as we call them, instead of soft skills, now the proactive okay. skills, the ones that are internal, those are squishy at best, right? And the answers are squishy, and so I don't think that people can can look at it in the same way, because they can't analyze and they can't feel smart and comment in the way they would on a, on a physical skills video. Cause like, I know I see your videos, you do some entertainment stuff, you do your meteor hammer stuff, you do physical skill sets and you do the, like the proactive skills as well, which is, which is amazing. And you're, you're killing it. You know, that app so well, and your, your content production is great. I'm done pumping your tires, but it is great. So, <laughs> so w- with that thought process, as you mentioned, like with the physical skills, you're going to get a lot of engagement. And for people listening to this, if you don't understand how social media works, hate engagement still counts as engagement. It still bumps your channel. Like I'm, I'm really big on the stop hate sharing stuff because all you're doing is, is pumping somebody's voice Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe you don't agree with. And you'd be like, look how dumb this is, just showing all the dumb friends on your list and your opinion stuff that they're going to agree with. So you need a little piece of that, right? Like our channel grew exponentially because that stupid little palm strike video, right? If you don't like it, don't engage. (laughs) Exactly. You don't like it, don't engage, but that's not going to happen. That's how humans work. So there is this like engagement is engagement is engagement. So, to go back to what you were saying, you were mentioning that when you do the proactive skills, you're getting less overall engagement, like less people are watching it because I'm sure lots of people self-select themselves out being, Oh, I don't need that. Yeah. But the people that are watching, are really getting a big value from it. And on the physical skills, you're getting a lot of, Oh, I could do that better. Cause my uncle is a Navy SEAL who taught me how to fight. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Or, you know, I just carry a magic boomstick in my pocket. So why would I ever have to think about anything else? Of my, course. Daughter, <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, as a new every one of her pitches for videos is trying to make fun of gun guys because she's just so sick of them she's like can we do this video I'm like okay hey, we gotta only pick on gun guys there's other people out there but one so, day a week make those one day a week it's <laughs> yes, one day a week we're gonna pick up because a it's great for engagement because man nobody gets heated like them no nope. b it's just ridiculous and then you find like the the same gun owners that're like yeah you have to do other training that's and that's the funny yeah. thing are, i guess there's so many questions i'm gonna calm it down are you finding that people are i call it the charlie brown effect and i know it's a little older for uh, a little old for some of the people that are probably listening to this episode because you're on it but charlie brown's parents in the show always were nonsense words and i describe this as i call this this a jump word right and so a jump word is you hear something and then everything after that word is charlie brown's parents so right i said my favorite jump word on the planet is trump if i say trump That's a jump word no matter what you think. And now everything I say is wah, 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 wah. Because you're trying to keep in your head, especially if you have ADHD, you're trying to keep in your head the thing you wanted to say about that jump. So this is what drives me nuts about the internet is people are only watching up to the point of the video they disagree with. And then it's Charlie Brown's parents. Even if I say after, no, guns are fine, blah, blah, blah. They're they're a great tool. They don't hear that. And you have to be like, can you please watch the whole video? Are you getting that in all of your videos? So question was, am I getting that in all of my videos? Yeah. Like, do you find that's very common? Like you present a very good whole picture. I would say if somebody listened to your video, it's hard to argue with what you're saying because unless there's like an emotional thing, right? They're hitting that jump and then they're not hearing the rest of the thing. How often are you just telling people to rewatch the whole video or, Hey, I said that in the video. So at first it was a lot.
1: That that's a beautiful question. And I'm glad you asked that. I didn't realize I wanted to hear that question asked until you asked it. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So at first I got it a lot. And I mean a lot, every video that I would post, especially when it came to self-defense work and especially especially on the physical self-defense work, right? right. It was boom, gone. Um, those, those jump words. And I'm saying it again, so I keep it in my head because that's beautiful all the time, all the time. And I'm like, no, but I said, and when I didn't have enough followers that I had my little uh, white blood cells in my right. comment section, taking care of things for me, which I never asked them to do, but it's always nice to see. But when I didn't have that, I was I was constantly saying, well, if you watch to the end of the video, you'll see I have learned to start putting my agreement with the controversial side of things first. Uh. And when I put my agreement first, when I validate their ideas, all right, again, this is this is some biodai stuff, right? This is yeah. this is de-escalation. I have to say, hey, I hear you when I see you. And as soon as they say, I hear you and I see you, then they're engaged. And then I can say things that they might disagree with, but they'll watch the entire video because they heard what I already think is right. Right. Now I may hear something else because I find at the end of the day with a lot of the people online, especially the ones that listen halfway through the video until they find something they disagree with. They're looking for a place where they fit in Mm -hmm. and they're looking for a place where their information is valued. And when you tell them, Hey, you fit in here because you're thinking and you have a brain and you're using it. And you say, your opinion is valued even if I disagree, because here's where I see your logic path went. So at the end of the day, right, when I talk about firearms and videos and stuff like that, I'll say, so first and foremost, guns are cool. I like making things go pew pew. It's super fun. It's a great time. And I don't think that all of them should be gone. And as soon as I say that, they go, okay. I think that there need to be some changes though. And then at that point, things usually seem to sink in. So not as much as I used to. Still happens on occasion. But as long as I put that sort of forward in of the people that this is going to make the most upset, Mm -hmm. I see where you're coming from. And as soon as I throw out that sort of emotional safe haven and mental safe haven, they sort of calm down.
0: I loved how you pointed out the white blood cells. The yin and the yang of TikTok is it is first off, expose you to way more people, but also it's one of the best ways to build a community because eventually it only uh-huh. shows you to people kind of agree with you, right? So oh, yeah. it's, it's weird in that how like it gives you maximum exposure, but the algorithm is built so well on making the user experience so good that it's going to find your, it almost finds your audience for you, which is oh yeah interesting. Um, If you do it well, if you have like a like a theme and you know what you're doing, like any marketing, right? We're already at the point. We're just under 3K right now. And we're already at the point where we have our white blood cells. My pet theory on this is maybe it's just ego. The way we're building our account is not—we're not trying to get a viral video. That's not our goal. Our goal is to find—if we find one like-minded person a day, I'd rather that than a body count of a hundred thousand people that followed us because they think my daughter's cute, which is like the number three comment on every goddamn video, right? So that's awful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's well, it's it's not bad when it's like a teenager, but when it's like you know, there's some stuff there. There are these. We already have this little community of white blood cells. Have watched the whole video and like, it's amazing how the people that interact with your content, they they like it so much that they're willing to defend, even if even if like I have before even if you make a mistake in the video, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's a misspook." spook. But if you listen to this video, they say something different, right? So have you found like a really cool community of new people? Like, cause again, you have a million followers, This, but the million followers aren't all fans, but are you finding this like super cool group of core humans that you're engaging with on there a lot?
1: Yes. And when that happens and I sort of engage them in the comments and we talk for a little bit, they end up being one of the people that I friend. If you look, I have a Pretty decent following as well as follower count, a decent amount of people that I'm following. I think it's like 5,000 or something like that. And that's because I'll get people that start talking to me in the comments and I see their engagement and whether I agree with them or not, when they're civil and they care and they're looking at the information being presented to them and using their whole brain. Those are the people that I friend and I continue to talk to. And it's really, really nice. When I do the self-defense work, especially is when I see my white blood cells come out. They are the ones that are, are there since day one, usually. And they're just like, oh, hey, no, 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 hang on. He talked about this, he talked about this, and they'll pull from my old videos. And I actually had like about seven or eight of them at one point on one of my videos where they were going back into my content and tagging the people that were arguing in the videos that disproved them. (laughs) Uh, And I went, "Am am I, do I touch that? I don't know if I, no,
0: it's working itself out, okay. Um and just sort of left it. Well, and it would have to honestly. After that palm strike video, I was already sick of answering comments. And uh-huh. the, my following is so much smaller, right? And I just I couldn't even imagine trying to deal with like your phone must your notifications have to be off. Like there's they no... are off on TikTok. They are on on Instagram. Right. So Fair enough. Good. Yeah. job Listeners. So uh-huh. uh, they have to be because like the amount of the volume and uh, honestly the notification TikTok system on TikTok is just trash. But it's yeah. Yeah. The, the amount of people that are, are speaking with you and you're interacting, it it's so crazy. And I love that there's like a community of like-minded people that you would have never met. Yeah. And there there are people that I've made friends with that
1: are everywhere from uh, fellow creators to just uh, the, the lurkers, the people that right. are just there to watch content. And I say it lovingly because when I'm not making content. I am also a lurker. These people, and I've got a, I've got one of them, like like the modern ninja, who is a friend of mine now. We talked for a little bit. Gino, the Filipino, who's who's absolutely outstanding. Just between the two of them, Gino got us on his little thing, uh, his little podcast, and we talked for a while, and it was amazing. And I just right. now have two really good martial arts and self defense friends that awesome. I would have never met. if I hadn't been doing TikTok, and then I've got the people that follow five thousand people but are followed by two, and the messages back and forth with them are just as meaningful because they're like, hey, I really appreciated this. Have you seen this thing? And they'll start sending me stuff.
0: And it's just, it's a really outstanding
1: community. Yeah, Yeah. it can be an outstanding community.
0: Of all of your self-defense videos, what do you think is the one that people should watch that made the most difference?
1: So the one that stands out in my head is is very much just sort of the first one that I put up that first duet with there was a guy that was doing some martial arts work that was very clearly taught by somebody who was in the military they were extremely physically fit and they were teaching martial arts work as self-defense work that would definitely work for them because they would eat your car for protein and watching them do that and I just went no no that's not good that's going to get people hurt or if it does work and you do it right, you go to prison. Like that's not, no, you skip jail. You go straight to prison. Like, (laughs) nah. And that one, uh, I remember like I woke up the next day after doing that duet and it was at like 30,000 views. And at that time, I think I was at like maybe a thousand followers, something like that. So it was, absolutely absurd it's still absurd It's an absurd number and then it just kept climbing that was the first one that like went to 250,000 and i ended up i i want to say with about 13,000 comments something like that right, geez. i ended up with a lot of comments it was something absurd lots of engagements people agreeing lots of people disagreeing but it sort of shows what everything else i'm i'm doing with self defense work is about that sort of hey this is way too complex and a really bad idea for legal reasons this is simpler and does the exact same job, but better. And just showing it off to the side. I think that was one of the really, really good ones. One of the really quick, uh, one of the other ones that I really enjoyed though, was doing the scenario work of the pew or no pew pew scenario. Right. That one did really well engagement wise. And I had some really cool comments and some really awesome people talking, whether they agreed, they disagreed. It just stayed fairly civil and put a lot of stuff in perspective for people. And I really liked that. That one
0: too all right everybody that's the end of the show we're gonna do a quick promo train we're gonna be very specific i am going to the place that benjamin is in november so we'll be up there for a seminar uh, i'm bringing my daughter with me she can train and we're gonna do some TikTok. Yay! collaborations because i'm definitely taking advantage of my famous friend so gladly look for that if you are near wilmington ohio Mm -hmm. come check it out like friends in idaho and all over the place right so come say hi we'll be doing it i'll be putting up more information after clearest will be after my big tour so if you want to come check it out you can meet ben you can meet me the kid will be there slowly becoming way more famous than me already so if you want to uh join come there that'd be great and also benjamin where can they get a hold of you difficult first off Good luck.
1: Second off, um, it's it's much easier to get a hold of me on Instagram. I am Instructor Bense on all conceivable platforms that you would find me spelled the same way. Instructor underscore Bense. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. I don't post on Twitter, but I'm there, and I lurk on Reddit. So.
0: Awesome. And don't forget if you're looking for a conflict prevention slash team building environment and you want to hire me, get a hold of me, drop the email there. And uh, that's what I do now. I'm mostly working with corporations in order to fund my work with the people that actually need it. So I'm getting the big dogs to pay to fund the stuff that I want to do for real. So if you want to bring us in, give a little bit back to charity and have a really good engaging speaker come chat with you. Feel free to get a hold of me. That's it. We're jumping over to patreon.com slash Randy King live for the one of the story to make you the coolest person at the table with Benjamin Kennedy. So do all the social media things, like, share, subscribe. Also leave a review if you can. That does such a huge bump for podcasts. Reviews are the most important thing, way more important than listens, in fact. So if you can take two seconds to do review, that'd be great. Other than that, we'll talk to you all soon. And uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of you over on Patreon.